you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast. At Mastermind Parenting, we're on a mission to support strong-willed kids and the families that love them. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 204. Okay. Hi, guys. How are you? Okay. This week, we are going to be talking about the kid that just won't stop playing, which sounds sweet. And listen to this mom scenario. It's not so sweet. Um, spoiler alert. It's not so sweet. She says, do I just ignore the behavior that arises when I give a consequence or enforce a boundary? They always get angry and then act out. For example, it was time to leave the house this morning. And after prior warnings, we're leaving in five minutes, etc. When it was time to go, my child, all caps, refused to stop playing with his toy. After telling him twice and being ignored, I removed the toy and said he could play with it when we got home. He started screaming, stamping his feet, slamming doors, calling me names, throwing things. So do I then just ignore all that stuff? Uh, no, you don't just ignore all that stuff. And as we talked about recently, all behaviors communication. So what is this kid trying to communicate? right? What's this kid trying to communicate? So when we're, you know, remember, like I've also said, kids are humans. They're not robots. And we're all wired differently. And when people come into my private programs, one of the first things we do, I don't know, maybe on like week three of our 12-week basics boot camp program, we do these assessments. I have the parents studying their kids and figuring out what is my kid's temperament. And this is really based on a study that I read about that I think was done in like the 60s with a group of 18-month-old little tiny children. And they gave them these puzzles to do. And based on how they engaged with doing these puzzles... They labeled these kids either triers, sires, flyers, or criers. So what does that mean? It means when they were, you know, from this very young age, when they were tasked with something that was going to involve some challenge, right? They're trying to figure out this puzzle. The kid that's the trier is going to try 
this and then try that and then try this and then try that and stick with it and stick with it and stick with it and stick with it, which sounds sort of great in theory. Like this is kind of the opposite of a quitter kid. However, it's a problem when you've got a trier and it's time to leave the house because kids very much live in their present moment. So when you have a trier who hasn't finished playing with the thing that they're playing with, they're not leaving. They're not leaving. And so understanding what their temperament is, like, how do I work with my trier, right? Knowing this about your kid means just because you say in five minutes, if the kid hasn't completed the task, they're a trier. They're not leaving. So what would that child need from you in that moment if you've got, you know, if you have this trier child? Well, they would need, hey, it's going to be time to leave in five minutes. So we got to, we got to finish this up. We got to finish the playing up. So I'm going to set the timer for three minutes. So then once three minutes is up, you'll be wrapping it up. And if there's any last things that you have to do, you'll have two more minutes to do it. And then at two minutes, what will it be time to do? It'll be time to put the toy away and leave. If you're not finished playing, your option would be to bring the toy with you. If it's a small toy, you could bring it maybe with you in the car. Otherwise, we're going to put it exactly where you know it will be when you come back. Now, this might sound like a lot of talking, but it's not actually time to leave yet. So you're just pausing and you're putting some extra energy on the front end because you know you have a trier child who's really immersed in their play, which at many times that probably benefits this mom. because She's got a kid that wants to play by himself and he's very occupied in doing it. And for those of us who've had kids that are constantly like asking us to play with them, it might sound nice. It's just these kids, if they're not finished doing what they're doing, they need a little extra support with the transition, you know, so that they know what to expect. And you're just going to you're just going to build that in on the front end. You understand what your child's temperament is. If you had a flyer, you know, the kids, the 18 month olds that were given the puzzle when they got frustrated and they couldn't fit this piece in this certain spot. Well, that's the kid that throws things or hits people or gets really frustrated and angry. And so, you know, if you've got a flyer and you, you've got a finger on the pulse of when they start to get frustrated, you can go over to them and you can, you know, before it gets explosive and you can say, you're frustrated right now. You help them put words to their emotions. Can mommy help? You need mommy to help? You need to take a break? I can see you're getting really frustrated. Let's take a break or mommy can help. And so you give them that kind of support. If you've got a kid that's a crier, then when they get frustrated, they might just whine or cry. And then they need you to be the calm person that helps them solve their problem, which is you're super frustrated right now. Okay. You, this is really important to you. How can I help? How can I help? You need to take a break or would you like mommy to help? We're giving them two positive choices, but we're here to lend our calm to them. And if we have a sire, well, 
the sires are kind of the easy ones because sires, when the minute that the puzzle got frustrated, the sires like, eh, may move on to something else. Now, the sire is going to need your support because sometimes they give up too quickly and you're like, wait, wait, let me help. You can do this. Let's figure this out. And so sometimes they might need you to give them a little push and show up, well, what if you turned it this way? Or what if you turned it that way? So understanding your child's temperament is really just you saying, like, I'm your person. Like, we're the calm people that solve problems. We can figure anything out. And kids learn through play. So you might just think they're playing. But in your child's little magical thinking world, like this kid, in his magical thinking world, he's really entrenched in this thing that he's playing. Hey, podcast listeners, do you have the kid that just won't? We've all had those days, right? Haven't we? Where our kids just won't do anything we ask. They won't listen. They won't follow simple requests. They won't stop destructive behaviors. They won't let anything be easy. You have those days, but then you know if you've got a kid where it's like every day is those days. And as parents, it's tempting for us to jump straight to a consequence. In fact, I think it's like a reflex. You want the behavior to stop and it's so easy to go there first. In fact, you may believe it's your job as a parent to shut the problematic behavior down forcefully, right? An overwhelming majority of the parents I've coached over the years, they come to me wanting to know the consequence that will stop the defiance. Like it's gonna be the magic solution, the magic bullet. But here's the secret. It's not really about the consequences, at least not until you've tried my proven method that stops this kind of behavior, the behavior that just won't, where they won't let anything be, be easy in its tracks quite often before we even need to get to a consequence because all behavior is communication. I know y'all have heard me talk about that on the podcast, and that's what we're going to dive deep into during my next live coach week. What's Coach Week? Coach Week is an intensive mini program that consists of three days of live coaching with me, and it's coming up the week of October 10th. And I really developed this mostly with you guys, my podcast listeners in mind, because you know me, yet I don't know you. And we did one of these Coach Weeks a few months back. It was so much fun. I got to know so many of you and we're doing it again. So this time our theme is how to deal with the kid that just won't dot, 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 won't make anything be easy, right? So when you come to our October session of Coach Week, we're going to find out the biggest mistake most parents are making that actually makes the problematic behavior worse. We're gonna investigate. I'm gonna be right there with you holding your hand. We're gonna investigate and find out what's really underneath your kid's behavior. We're going to work on building trust by using the tools and language that these strong-willed kids can actually hear so that they're able to improve their behavior and you're gonna walk away from this intensive week with a clear plan and framework to deal with behavior challenges in the future. So don't miss out on this free training and get to kind of see for free what the inside of a mastermind parenting program really feels like. 
Okay, I'm so proud of our programs and I'm so excited to get to share this with you. So save your seat now by going to mastermindparenting.com forward slash October coach week, all lowercase, all one word, mastermindparenting.com forward slash October coach week. I cannot wait to see you guys there. And so this mom, she might, you know, you might be thinking also like, who has time to do all that in the morning to say all those things? And, but it's a different mindset, right? If you're really seeing things from your child's perspective, if you put this kind of energy on the front end and you're managing the sentences in your head, you're mastering your mind, like it's not that big of a thing. It's not that big of a deal. I got a little kid. I'm just going to meet them where they are. And you put your time and energy on the front end and you kind of talk yourself off a ledge instead of getting yourself all worked up. We're going to be late. I'm going to be late to work and they're going to be late to school. And this is a shit show and they can never be easy and they just won't ever cooperate. And they just won't stop playing and they just won't. They just won't. And why is my life so difficult? I mean, yada, yada, yada. You manage your mind. You talk yourself off a ledge and you put this energy on the front end it's going to save you so much time because now all of a sudden you're not going to have, you know, all hell breaking loose first thing in the morning. Because what happens when you have a morning like this, this mom wants to go straight to the consequences and the boundaries. But really all this kid needs is, is more pack leadership, more positive communication, more of their adult Simply showing up as the calm person who solves problems. No big, big deal, little deal, little deal. We got this. I'm, I got you. I'm right here with you. Let's figure this out. You need one more minute to play with this. Okay. We're ta- I'm, when, when the minute's up, I'm going to carry you to the car or you can walk to the car. And if you're not done playing, you can bring your toy with you. It's not, not a big deal. You can have it in the car. I'm fine with that. Right. We're not making big deals out of little deals because we're managing our minds. But quite often, we just want to go straight to the boundaries and straight to the consequences. And it's not even really necessary if we handle it like this. So, you know, the energy and the time that is spent having a kid that goes into meltdown who just won't stop playing When we show up like this, we let them know when it's time to go, it's time to go. But we're also going to understand that their play is important and they may need to just bring it with them or they may need us to, to, you know, not just have a five minute warning, have a three minute and then really support them in, okay, two more minutes, where are you going to put it so it's here when, you know, if you're not done playing, where is it going to be so that you know exactly where to find it? And you can pick up where you left off when you get back. And then if you have, a, you know, this mom probably lacks in her leadership skills and her communication. And so this child probably just doesn't feel like this is that they get that calm, grounded, grown-upness happening when they're, and they just have too much power and control and they don't want to stop playing. So when they freak out like this, you know, this is just the pattern that has been created. 
and and they're used to this dynamic. So when this mom starts to show up as the calm, grounded grown-up who helps to solve the problems and the child is going into freakout mode and the mom picks up the kid, takes them to the car, puts them in the car seat, buckles them in, doesn't say much, really doesn't say anything, doesn't add extra input to an already stressed out nervous system and just takes care of business. Well, now all of a sudden this little child has learned that when it's time to go, it's time to go. We're not going to argue and have a whole freak out about it. Mom's going to pick me up and take me and buckle me into the car seat. She's not going to shame me and yell at me and, and make a whole big deal out of it. She just knows I'm a little kid who was immersed in my play and I live in my emotional brain and I'm used to freaking out, but she's taking care of business. She's not engaging with nonsense, right? So there is a lot there, but the bottom line is, is a kid that just won't stop playing is really asking for a different type of leadership, a different type of pack leadership. So they can learn that and they can trust that when it's time to go, it's time to go. And they can put their toy in a special spot so they know they can be assured that they'll be able to pick up their play back when, when they're back at home later. Or they can take it in the car Some of my favorite memories are like my kids bringing whatever little figurine or stuffed animal or in the car and like, they're like, you know, (laughs) talking to it and, you know, they're in their whole little magical thinking world. It's a beautiful thing. I love one of my favorite, favorite memories is my kids playing and who even knows what they, what was going through their little minds. But I would, I would say a kid that just won't stop playing. We don't want to squash that creativity. And yes, we're going to put some boundaries around it, right? When it's time to go, it's time to go. But we're going to assure them that we respect their play. It's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of communicating. It's a different way of parenting. And how often is a kid like this, a trier kid, spinning off the rails and it's just so unnecessary because when we start the day and now we're going to, it's escalated and the kid got all angry and now we're going to drop them off at school. You know how long it takes for those stress hormones to come back down to normal? Like two or three hours. So when you start the day like this, you're literally sending your kids off to school at a deficit for learning because when their stress hormones are high, they're not in their thinking brain. It's very hard to retain new information when you're in that emotional state. Super important to bring a different level of pack leadership to the morning. And if, you know, listen, if I'm telling you and if you're like, oh, that would never happen. I could never. I just, then it's you that just won't. And you got to own that. And, and, and take the time to learn how to be a different leader because that's what your kid is basically asking from you. And I, I promise you it will only benefit you in every single way, not just in your parenting. When you learn how to communicate with more authority and more positive pack leadership, 
and you woman up, man, everybody takes you seriously in your life. You got this. That's what I've got for you this week. Thanks for listening today, guys. I hope you picked up some tips, tools, maybe some baby steps for creating more balance and boundaries in your life. And I just wanted to let you know, if you want to continue moving the needle forward in creating this for yourself, having a happier household, I want you to go to my website and check out mastermindparenting.com. We have three beginning programs. And if you need some accountability and more support, then please look for the one that would be a good fit for you. Um, And as always, we're on all the social channels under Mastermind Parenting. On Instagram, it's mastermind underscore parenting. Um, And, you know, periodically I do pop up on different Instagram lives, Facebook lives, where I give you teaching and coaching. And I love engaging with you live to help you help your strong-willed kids so that they can feel better because when they feel better, they do better. And um, I love, love, love getting to know you guys. So thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Super, super appreciative.